What's going on, everybody? And welcome to the Did You Hear podcast. I'm Emma Houghton. He's Patrick Zhang. And welcome to our first special edition episode coming off of Villanova's 68-64 to win over the 17-ranked Texas Longhorns. Yeah, big win for Villanova today, especially on the road against a really strong defensive team. You got to be really happy with it. It was only a four-point win, but in an environment like that and with an opponent like that, especially this early in the season as well, being in the first week of December, that is a big win for Villanova. Yeah, we've talked a lot off mic about the shortened non-conference schedule, and Villanova actually had a ton of high-caliber non-conference games we beat arizona state we beat texas now we have virginia coming up who's fallen a little bit since the beginning of the season but a win over a 17 ranked opponent is always good and i actually think it was one of the best college basketball games so far this season the intensity was so high throughout and it was just two really good opponents facing off Oh, it definitely was. And something to point out, too, with Texas is, yes, as we noted, they're they're good defensively. But how good are they? They're ranked number two by Ken Palm in defensive efficiency. So that is just a top, top-class defensive team. And, you know, Villanova held their own. They they didn't get in a massive shooting spree by any, by any stretch of the imagination, but they played really strong down on the boards, which really helped them, especially on the offensive boards with eight rebounds for Villanova. And they did enough. And in a road environment like that, that's important. Yeah, do I, th- I actually thought the same exact thing about doing enough, and that it wasn't a offensive onslaught by no. any means. And I actually think they looked silly at some points on defense. But <laughs> silly's a nice way to put it. Silly's a nice way to put it. Let's start at the beginning. Let's go chronologically through it because the way I was thinking about it, the first half was a game of runs, yep. and then in the second half things calmed down a little bit. But Texas was four and zero. Villanova had that one loss against. Uh, um, blanking Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech. Sorry, in overtime. But yeah, this was Texas's best start in six years. They had a lot of momentum coming in, especially because they had the buzzer beater win over UNC just a couple days before this one. But Villanova started off super strong, and then it really came down to Colin Gillespie getting those two fouls. Definitely. And Texas capitalized on every single mismatch, every single turnover. And they converted on those points on the other side on the other side of the court. It was unbelievable how quickly they put Villanova in a hole in the first half. Yeah, Gillespie picked up those fouls really quickly, and it showed how vital he is to this team. Because when he's not out there, both offensively and defensively, they lose their main ball handler on offense. And defensively, things just don't flow as well. I mean, Gillespie is great at switches and getting guys in position. And and you saw it. I mean, Cole Swider came in and played a lot of those minutes that Gillespie missed when he was out. And Texas absolutely put a target on his back and drove at him every single opportunity they had and the the broadcasters for the game really went at swider today um they're they're actually pretty aggressive with swider they really were i thought the same exact thing and like and listen i am one of swider's biggest uh critics because his defense it's it's just not it's not good enough but man did they go after him and i will say it's good game planning by shaka smart to know that once Swider's in the game, he just doesn't have the lateral quickness to be able to keep up with guards. Um, but at least you got the eight points from him, and we'll, I'm sure we'll get into the scoring for him a little bit later. Here's the thing. It's becoming too easy for opponent, um, opposing teams <clears throat> excuse me, to realize that he's the, wink, the weak link in this defense. 
But what I realized after this game is as bad as he is on defense, we need him on offense. Yes. He had that big three in the final two minutes of the game. Huge. And you're not really getting that production from anybody else beyond the three-point line in this game besides Justin Moore. No, you're not getting... Well, the thing off the bench, too. Remember, it's a small bench right now with Antoine with the shoulder injury, and, and Cosby Roundtree is still a ways away right. with the shin. But even that, you know Demir's not going to give you a bunch of points. Antoine, you don't even know at this point because the guy could barely play last year with the shoulder injury and then has the same shoulder hurt again. But so Swider is valuable to this team because he does have the potential to add some scoring off the bench. And I, as much as I will kill him for his defense... I have to give him props for that three hit late in the game. I mean, the pump fake and then the shuffle to the side to get some space and have put off that wide open three, that's huge. And that's an experienced play by a junior that's now been in this program for the last three years. And that is the type of progression that you like to see. Yes, he is a disaster on defense, and I honestly think that's putting it lightly. But if he can knock down some big buckets like that, he also hit uh, another three that was from very far out. That's going to be really important for this team. That's it's going to need a little bit of a spark off the bench with Antoine out. Yeah, and Jay Wright said after the Hartford game, again, it wasn't anywhere near the caliber of play that Texas brings, but it was on Jay Wright to get more out of his bench. And I think what's most important for Swider is him being on the floor. Mm-hmm. When he gets 20-plus minutes, that just gives him the confidence he needs. When he's able to put up five threes, that's good for him, and then – in those clutch moments, that just helps him. And the defense, it just, he has the target on his back and yep. every single time. Te- the Texas guards were too good. Yes. They were too good for almost everybody. Coleman and Ramey are good yeah. players. But but Cole Swider needs to improve on the defensive end. He actually had one really good box out that he I did. audibly I know exactly said, what you're talking oh about. my God, that was, that was very strong. But if he, as long as he looks strong on offense... I know that defense is a problem, and it's just something we're going to have to get over. Uh, that's that's where I feel like we're at. Yeah, Nova's what they're going to have to do is start committing more help to his side just to be able to try to plan for if a blow-by does happen. Yes, that absolutely leaves the opportunity for some threes to be gotten off if they're able, if the you know opposing team is able to swing it out. But I just I think he will do a world of good if you just commit a little more help to him. Um, you did talk about threes. That's something I want to ask you about. Villanova is not shooting many threes. Can you believe I'm saying that? Uh, in their wins this season, they have eight made threes, eight made threes, and then six made threes uh, here against Texas. I did not count Hartford, which I believe was 10 or 11 uh, against the lesser competition. But it, it, a little surprising to see Villanova not really throwing it up from beyond the arc like we're used to seeing. Especially after they broke every single record in 2018 mm-hmm. with that team. Yep. Yeah, no, honestly, I think that was another thing that teams were able to capitalize on in the scouting report. If they know they're going to shoot all these threes, then you guard them full court press. You don't let them get to the three-point line. Sure. But I think the biggest reason why we have a paint game now is because of Jeremiah Robinson Earl. Oh, and I man. actually think he took too many shots this game. I think he needs to live in the paint, on the blocks, because he can take any defender down at the rim. His rim protection is loads better than it was last season, and he he's and he proves that with his offensive rebounds, and he's just so strong in the paint that that's becoming an easy bucket for him. And yes, his mid-range game is there and present and a weapon, but he's so good in the paint that I think we need to be utilizing that even more. 
Yeah, he is he is such a weapon, and you just see how important he is to this Villanova team. When he goes, the team goes. I know we say that about Gillespie, but when Robinson Earl gives you that option down low to be able to bully defenders, which is what he did today down in the post. I mean, some of those post moves were so advanced for a sophomore. It's such a huge option, and you know he's a good passer as well. He only had two turnovers. This this was a big showing for, for Robinson Earl. Yes, the 14 field goals led the team. It's a lot of shots. It is, but he is so important to this team. He showed it today. I thought he played really well, an electric dunk. Uh, yeah, I mean, that was that was nasty. He's showing off that athleticism. I mean, yeah. man, it, he is just so exciting to watch. He is so athletic. That's the best part of his game for me to watch, the athleticism. But I, I wanted to talk about this because it's becoming a real problem, and I keep waiting for one game where it doesn't happen, but we haven't had it yet. Foul trouble. Hmm. Every single game, one of our five starters has had two fouls within 10 minutes, maybe even sooner. It was Samuels for a couple games. It was Daniels for a game. It was Gillespie this game, which was the most detrimental yep. because <laughs> another blatant thing we learned, Gillespie might not fill up the stat sheet, but it doesn't matter because when he's on the floor, we're good. When he's off the floor, we don't have any semblance of an offense. And that's when Texas made that huge 18-4 to run. And luckily, we were able to come back from that. But foul trouble is something we need to get in check because we don't have that bench depth to bail us out if we need it. No, you're right. And the funny thing with Gillespie is that, yes, I I think this game really magnified how important he is to this team, even outside of just, like you said, box score stats, because I don't think he played particularly well. He he forced up a bunch of shots. Yeah, he he struggled a little bit in this game, but... As we've said before, and it's not like it's not just blowing smoke. Like he is the leader of this team, and they need him out there to help dictate the pace on offense and defense. And you, as you said, especially with the runs that Texas went on, you saw how susceptible Villanova is when he is off the floor. So yeah, foul trouble has been a a major problem for them the, these first couple games. What it causes is you know you need other people to step up, and you got that today from Justin Moore putting up 19 points, only one foul from him so he was never really in trouble six of nine shooting two for four from beyond the arc and including getting fouled twice from three um which how often do you see that in a game but no i i I agree with you that fouls have been a problem more is a silent killer that's the only way to put it you i I could not have put money down that he had more than 10 points (laughs) and he had 19 points he just quietly racks him up listen you know how much i can gush about him uh it's just i'm so impressed by what he does and he's a good defender on top of it too he He, he moves so i i'm impressed so an interesting question then for this is who's your player of the game Ooh. so offensively i think he's the easy answer but i'm actually gonna go Robinson Earl. Hmm. I'm going to go Robinson Earl with Samuels, actually, as a close <laughs> That is exactly two. who I was going to go with, yeah, which is really funny. I saw, At the beginning, I said he was my X-Factor, Pat. Yep. I knew it. Yep. When he shows up, and he he had limited practice. We were texting earlier in the week yep. that he wasn't going to play. He, that we were Jay, saying, oh my Jay God. did not sound confident that he was going to play yeah. this game. Yeah, Swider's going to have more minutes. Daniels is going to have to step up. Slater maybe off the bench. Dixon, same thing. But... He looked really confident with the ball. And when he can drive like that, again, that makes our paint game even stronger. Yeah, so I I do think that Robinson Earl is probably the way to go for player of the game. But I just, I have to spotlight Samuels for how impressive that is for a guy that, like you said, limited practice time to come in. He played really good defense. His 
box outs, as you talked about, were fantastic all day. Came away with a team high 12 rebounds. He stopped shooting the three. He was he only put up two three pointers. He missed them both, and he started to get in the lane. He used that athleticism. He can jump like crazy down around the rim, as we saw with when he took off basically from the free throw line to for the, yeah, I for the attempted dunk. I couldn't even believe he made no. it there. I, I couldn't either. He he was using his athleticism. He was using his strength, driving to the rim. The finger rolls is kind of the Jermaine Samuel staple at this point. And I was so impressed with the guy that very clearly was compromised and had his fingers wrapped and still played probably his best game of the season. Yeah, and I actually think Texas got a break when that blockout call was called against Oh, him. that was not a foul. That because that foul. looked like a very legal blockout. And I wonder if he has had a game with more rebounds. Could yeah, I, I, I don't high? think so this season. Yeah, uh, he has season put up high. some crazy rebounds over the past couple years. A game against Georgetown comes to mind. I cannot remember how many he put up, but I know he had a bunch. Yeah. Um, he, he is a very solid rebounding wing. Um, that's an, Yeah, that's another strength coming out for him. Um, what about on, on Texas's end, player of the game? Texas's end, player of the game. I mean, the athleticism that Matt Coleman showed to be yeah. able to get in the lane basically constantly to be able to drive through the lane was was really, really impressive. Now, I do think this Texas team is going to be dangerous, and it's young. It's still going to take some time to grow. I really like Shaka Smart as a coach. He was fantastic at VCU. It's He has not gotten the results that many people thought he would get at Texas, but it looks like he's got one of his stronger teams this year. Uh, Coleman and then Ramey from beyond the arc with those huge three-pointers late. Like, wow. Um, it, it was impressive. So... Their creativity with the ball is unmatched. Yeah. Like there was one position there was one possession where I believe it was Ramey. He drove, missed the dunk, got his own rebound, and then made the three. Yes. All in yes. a in a span of like six seconds, and Villanova could do nothing about it. No, it's they're so scrappy with the ball. They're young. That was actually something I wanted to mention at the beginning too. Villanova's experience won out. Oh, well, I completely it completely it agree was, with you. It was such a good battle of the guards because if Villanova is guard you, then Texas is double guard you because <laughs> they completely rely on Coleman and Ramey. And that's what it was. Coleman in the first half, Ramey in the second half. They build off of each other well. But Colin Gillespie's experience was just too much. No, I'm, I'm with you. And then I do, again, talking about their youth, Greg Brown, the freshman, definitely very raw, but you can absolutely see the talent and why Shaka Smart's excited and Kai Jones was a handful for Villanova with that athleticism and size more so his length uh was very difficult to defend and very difficult to get around so I was impressed by Texas I really was I mean as I said Ken Palm ranks them as number two defensively number four overall so this yes it is a small sample size we are five games into the season just for reference Villanova's number three right now in those rankings but really yeah but Texas is good Texas is, this is a legitimate win for the Wildcats. Yeah, I was just going to say the same thing. And they also have that win over UNC. So so now they have a pretty good, you know, if it was the college football playoff, they might get in it because You've they got have your some, some good competition. But I <laughs> wanted to end with talking about Jay Wright because when this game ended and I was thinking about the final two minutes where, again, it seems like every single game we have this problem Villanova let Texas back into it Mm -hmm. but the final two minutes of the game we didn't talk about Caleb Daniels who I'm a little nervous about because we did not see him in the final few minutes only 18 minutes today my guess is that he had a team high four turnovers 
It just okay. the t- things were not clicking for Caleb today with three fouls as well. Uh, but I did think you'd see more of him, especially on the defensive end. But Jay decided to keep going with Slater out there on defense, which is understandable with Slater's size and, and athleticism. That's exactly where I was going to go. So Jay's coaching, he realizes that Caleb just doesn't have the ball handling skills this game. The four turners were too much. Slater was holding his own. But then for Wright to go offensive sets with Cole Swider and defensive sweats, uh, sets with Brandon Slater, it's genius. It's genius because at the end of the game where it's literally possession by possession and the clock is ending, Jay does the offensive and defensive sub. He has Swider come in. That's when he hits that three. The ensuing possession, Slater comes in. Colin has that steal, passes it to Samuels, who passes it to JRE, who gets that dunk. Now we're up five, and Texas has to start fouling. So that is the final two-minute stretch, and it's just point-blank Villanova outcoached Texas. Yeah, listen, co- coaching matters. Uh, it, it's my latest tweet about the New York Giants, but it also <laughs> happens to uh, to work in college <laughs> basketball as well. And I, it's a chess match, and, and Jay won it today. And yes, I, I agree that Swider in on offense, Slater in on defense, I actually think you're going to see that a ton this year. Which, uh, if we have the same results as today, I don't mind. No, no, absolutely not. If, if Swider can hit some big shots and Slater can come in and, and play the defense that he seemingly always plays... I mean, that that's huge. You just, of course, you have to have the ability to make the substitutions, which right. they were able to with all the stoppages towards the end of the game. Right, and I, I do want more of Daniels, and I want less fouls throughout the game, like we said earlier. I think, I think you'll see more from him. I think so. And the, the other thing was that I, when Gillespie was out, Moore and Daniels didn't do as good of a job filling in that point guard role as I no. expected them to. They didn't work great together. Yeah. They, they, they did not as the two ball-dominant guards. So that'll be an interesting thing to watch this season and see how that develops. But I do think this was just an off game for Caleb Daniels. It happens. Texas was a tough defensive totally. team. Um, but it, it is worthy to point out that he only played 18 minutes and really did not play down the stretch at all. Yeah, down the stretch were those those minutes that really concerned me. But it ha- like you said, it happens, of course. He's still getting adjusted to the system. You cannot downplay how good Texas was on defense capitalizing on those mismatches especially but bottom line this was a huge win I thought we looked good it was a very entertaining game to watch and I'm really happy sitting at four and one right now Uh, exactly I mean just a a key win Villanova's at four and one a big road non-conference win against a tough team I mean this checks off so many boxes for the committee this is exactly what you were looking for and a great way to start off our first uh, special episode right yeah, this is perfect. We love doing this. We'll have a lot of Villanova content now after every game, reactions, recaps, and yeah, make sure to follow, like, subscribe, review, all that stuff, and we'll keep bringing you some awesome content. Thanks, everyone. Go Cats. Go Cats.